Alec Pearson is a strength and core energy coach that spends his time in helping individuals ranging from recent graduates to senior executives develop leadership skills and grow their careers. Alec also helps individuals who are experiencing stress, anxiety and burnout and individuals who want to transition into a new career. He also works with organizations to help them strengthen their culture and improve uh, teams productivity besides improving or enhancing employee engagement he is a guest lecturer at a couple of uk based universities teaching and coaching undergraduates as well as postgraduates within the areas of uh, leadership and professional skills development and before we get into conversation with uh, alec i am going to ask him a few random words so that he has to answer whatever the thing that comes to his mind in the form of a word or a sentence so alec i'm not going to put you on spot but just um, it will give an opportunity for audience to get to know the other side of you okay, okay. so here comes my first word movie show shank redemption oh nice and uh, invention Oh, you know YouTube. I love YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Future. Intriguing. Hmm. Book. Um, I like football, so I guess yeah, Alec Ferguson's biography. He he was the the manager of Manchester United. I'm not a Man United fan, but um, I did enjoy his stories. So. Okay, got it. And then uh, water. Refreshing. Food. Oh, spicy. Has to be spicy. <laughs> Place uh, Mallorca. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Name Sophie. Animal. Oh, it has to be a Labrador dog. Yeah. <laughs> and the last one is world. Um, what's next? I think what comes to my mind when I think of the world. <laughs> yeah, a good one. And Alex, before we talk about the core dynamics or core dot e dynamics. I would like to introduce about my podcast to the audience. So, folks, you have tuned into the Guiding Voice podcast series, the Guiding Voice for a Better Future. I'm your host, Navin Samala, a fellow professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make the world a better place to live. And through the Guiding Voice, we drive conversations that matter and conversations that add value to your life and to your career. Thank you so much for tuning in. And Alec, uh, I would like to formally welcome you to the Guiding Voice, and super excited. to have you uh, join me as a guest today and thank you so much for being part of the journey oh thank you very much for for inviting me on navin it really is a pleasure so thank you so uh, alec uh, let's uh, get started maybe let's start with your uh, success mantra as in the top 3 uh, things that have attributed to your success so far so can you share about them briefly with our audience yeah i, I think for me the the three things that have attributed to my success has got to be uh, perseverance passion and patience if you enjoy what you do then for me it makes life a lot easier and it enables you i think you will actually be more productive you've got more passion you know mm. behind what you want to do mm. um but i think you know when i think about where i am now and how i got to where i am which is now a full time coach you know i had a lot of obstacles to go through um i had a lot of learning to do at the same time but you've got to keep the faith 
Mm. You've got to say to yourself, look, this is what you want to do. You're determined to do it. So keep persevering. But one of the lessons I am much better at it now, wasn't so good at it a long time ago, was patience. Because I think when you're even setting up any new business or any new project that you might be involved in, you know, typically things don't come when you want them to come. Yeah. Okay. You've got to have that patience. Mm. But if your passion is there and you keep persevering because typically you will have roadblocks, things won't go how you want them to go. But, you know, it's interesting. The more I think about this, you know, when we think about per uh, uh, perseverance, you know, it for me, it keeps you – if you think about – yeah, let's do that bit again because I've blanked mm. on that bit. Right. Yeah, if when you think about perseverance for me, when you have that hunger and you really want to do what you want to do, you believe in what you want to do, that's what keeps you going. And again, that very much links to passion. Mm -hmm. But there's one, one more I add to the three Ps or my three Ps. And that is what I've learned is sometimes run on your gut feel. I was pretty bad, you know, many years ago when I was in my 20s, I was listening to what others were telling me to do. And I kind of knew, well, is that me? Is that what I want to do? Mm -hmm. But now, and then I was sometimes I did the wrong thing or I was pushed into doing the wrong thing. But now I run much more with my gut, again, linked to the three Ps. But then the key icing on the cake for me is continuous learning. Yeah, You know, I always want to keep up to date with what's happening in, in, in leadership and career development. Because number one, that you know adds more value to the client. Yeah. But I'm also conscious it's a very much a changing world at the moment. Things are changing a lot. You know, there's been a lot mm. of disruption in the past couple of years in particular, and with the changes of technology. So I need to keep up to date with that. And I think when you have that continuous learning, you're continuously growing, and that feeds your passion, that feeds your perseverance, and and makes you a bit more patient because the more stories you learn you know, the more you, you see what the world is really like and not what we think it should yeah. be like. Yeah, I, I can resonate with you. Uh, passion, perseverance and patience are the key to success. And in fact, I'm going through that through my podcasting journey. It's been three years and uh, I know like uh, results should have already come by now, but I'm making uh, incremental uh, progress okay not just like okay uh, wherein i got some huge success as such but i'm making incremental progress and uh, probably without uh, passion perseverance and patience i would have not come this far and at the same time i'm learning a lot from uh, each of the guests that are joining this so i can uh, totally resonate with you and on that note uh, let's move forward and uh, talk about your entrepreneurial journey as a coach Right. So what are some of the toughest lessons that you have learned as an entrepreneur? I think the key for me was learning to embrace failure. I think typically because you want to do well, right? You've got all these ideas in your mind about where you want to go and how it's going to look. But sometimes things don't work. And one of the things I learned many years ago when I look at top entrepreneurs now is that actually they said, well, we had lots of failure that we had to deal with. Um, but as long as we learn from that and we turn that into a positive, and I am one, I typically need to learn from failure. Because um, I think it does make you stronger yeah. and it does make you a better person. But one of the things 
I, I've taken from this is, you know, very much for me, I've got to have a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. I cannot run on one plan thinking that's how it's going to work. You, you've got to have multiple plans and you've got to build in contingency. So that's probably my first kind of tough lesson. I'm there now, but it was, you know, when, you, when you're starting off. Yeah. I think the other one as well for me, I mean, you know, I did, I was in IT for years, moved into training and, and coaching, and now I'm full time coach. And it's this whole concept of sales and marketing. You know, sales and marketing was never my forte, but it's key now for entrepreneurs. You know, how do you target that market? How do you show your authentic self? How do you get your customers to trust you? And it's been interesting, you know, when I keep revisiting the literature and ideas and thoughts on sales and marketing, how much it seems to change every two to three years. And some people would say, you know, how you would do sales and marketing five years ago is very different today. And mm. you've got to take all that on board. So I guess my biggest learning there was, yeah, you might think you know how you need to sales and market yourself, but yeah. actually understand your audience. What is it they want? And then think about the technology you've got available and think, okay, well, how do I use that to its best effect? If you think about LinkedIn, you know, we think some of us think we know how to use LinkedIn, but there's so much to the back engine. There's so many algorithms. It works in, you know, it really works in a kind of, in a way that many of us don't understand. So we've got to try and learn, you know, how does that engine work and, and how does it work best for us? Yeah. And I think my final one is all about, for me, embracing risk. You know, with the fast-changing world now, and, and, and as I mentioned earlier, there's a lot happening, particularly over the past couple of years with disruptive change. You know, there's a lot of areas we don't know. So how much risk are we willing to take? And maybe sometimes we've got to push ourselves out that comfort zone. We've got to try things that maybe we are we were fearful about, or we thought, oh, that won't work, and it could really embarrass me. But actually, sometimes we're surprised. And for me, anyway, sometimes the things I think won't work or I'm most worried about are the ones that typically do work much better than I thought. Hmm. So that's another one I would say there, because I think the more we embrace risk, the more that drives innovation, the more it drives growth. And actually, key for us is building resilience. But yep. then that yep. also links back to embracing failure. You know, mm. if, if everything goes too well for us, what, what do we learn as a result? Are, are we developing as that yeah. better person? I yeah. don't know. Sometimes I think we, we need those knockbacks, but mm. as long as we learn from it. That's my key, my, my key message on that, on that anyway. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's uh, great, Alec. And let's move forward with the next one. Can you briefly talk about this uh, core dynamics or... I don't know how do I spell it. Like, is that just cor dot e dynamics or core dynamics? It's core. It's core dynamics. No, I, I was introduced to this last year, um, when I did my coach training program with IPEC, and this for me, core dynamics is the icing on the cake when it comes to coaching, because what it's looking to do, what what it does really well, is it it it's given me the tools as a coach to really dig deep with my clients 
and understand what is making up their energetic profile. So what determines and impacts their stimulus and what is driving their engaged energy? You know, if we think about any task we're doing, when are we most motivated by that? When when do we, what are the tasks we love the most? But on the flip side, what are the tasks we hate doing? Because typically when we don't like doing something, we have less energy. We have less what we call anabolic energy, which is you know high levels of energy. We start to have more catabolic energy. And when that happens, are we really performing to our optimal level? So if we think here, core dynamics is, you know, it's looking at the energy and the mindset that are crucial for determining your performance. Okay. But what also links into this is your well-being. And when we think about leadership and career development, you know, how does that make us lead effectively? How does that have a positive impact on our career when we think about our own energy patterns? But the other flip side of that as well, and what also Core Dynamics is helping us do, is look at our emotional intelligence, look at what's going on around us, but also understand more about our limiting beliefs. And Naveen, I mean, I don't know if I can pass this to you. When you started your podcasts, what limiting beliefs did you have when when you started this? What was concerning you? I didn't have concerns by myself, but people around me, said, why don't you focus on accent neutralization since you are catering to a global audience, right? Mm -hmm. So I focused on that uh, a bit because of uh, uh, suggestions from outsiders. And other than that, my passion drove it completely because uh, I've been sharing uh, the knowledge and wisdom which I've acquired. And I'm passionate about connecting people and introducing their concepts to the world. So that's how I move forward. Excellent. Good stuff. Okay. So would you suggest then that maybe when you think about your initial idea, that actually you shifted your perspective as a result from conversations with others? I would not say that because uh, the central idea remained the same. Only thing is I try to improve myself and get better. That's it. So it's developing that growth mindset and developing your skills as a result. Right. Right. So that you know, this kind of overview of of core dynamics. But I think another way maybe to simplify even more, if we think about everything we do in life is a performance, right? So how do you get on and how do you perform in each of the things you do? How does that impact your energy as a result? Now, through my IPEC uh, training program, I'm a core um, dynamics transitions and leadership specialist. So what I do, I help clients explore their core energy, what is causing maybe, you know, what's causing catabolic energy, what's causing anabolic energy. And then from that, and when we start to delve into that more, the ultimate aim is to create meaningful goals that help them go forward. And, you know, creating action plans for positive and sustainable change uh, going forward. But for me, Every time I think of core dynamics and every time I use it, it's about personal transformation and enhancing the leadership abilities. You know, if you want to transition into a new career, any successes you want in life, that deep dive with core dynamics helps my clients achieve that. And that's what I love about it. Mm. 
excellent i think uh, yeah this is uh, applicable to almost everyone and also the the methodology other than the energy aspects right uh, is there anything that you want to discuss about the philosophy and methodology behind this core dynamics or any yeah. roots or background well there's quite a bit now this is the part that's actually quite a bit here so if we think about the philosophy of core dynamics and linking back to what i said earlier it's about unlocking individual you know potential and achieving high performance results and if we think about what this kind of philosophy and methodology is doing it's thinking about our thoughts our emotions our beliefs and values and how they significantly impact us on how we perform and what we actually do but one of the things that really stood out for me with core dynamics and it's one of the early lessons you learn is for us to get longer term success typically we should be looking more around a mastery orientation and what do i mean by that well a mastery orientation is not concerned with the specific outcome it's concerned about what you can learn and how you can move forward in the you know basically in the longer term so if i give you two kind of examples here one a, a personal example one a professional maybe someone you know they're going to a wedding in a couple of weeks and they think oh i need to lose a bit of weight to fit into my dress or my suit or whatever it might be and what we're doing we're going to quickly go on a crash diet to fit into our dress or our suit whatever it might be and that is what we call performance orientation so you have an objective you have a goal that's very quick and you want to deal with that but what typically happens after the wedding we put that weight back on right if we think about that from mastery orientation it's saying look i know i've got to lose weight but i'm looking at this at the long term so what can i do one small step at a time and it links back to what you said earlier about for you your podcast was developing you know one step at a time yeah how do i what do i need to do or what do i need to master Mm-hmm. to ensure we we'll lose weight over the longer term. Yeah. Okay. It's not one specific outcome, it's looking at this long-term strategy to make you more healthy and lose that weight much more effectively. But from a professional perspective, maybe a good example is, you know, you might be a salesman and you've got to go out and make this big sale and it could be stressing you out, it could be really intense, but you've got to get that deal right that's that's performance orientation master orientation says look you're going to learn over the longer term your sales tools when you start to learn your sales tools you'll become much more effective at selling it becomes much more natural then you'll typically get more feedback from clients so mm. it's that longer term process okay and if you think about what i was saying earlier when i think about you know what is a key for me and what's driving what i do it's that growth mindset it's that continual learning which is key but if we think about the core elements and um, the, the kind of elements around core dynamics as i've kind of touched on this is around energy but to delve in a little bit more it's about energy leadership so it's getting the client to be much more aware of their energy at particular moments and i might well ask a client over a typical day over a typical week what are the parts that are getting you down 
when he's starting to get stressed, when he's starting to have fear, anxiety, when he's getting anger with others, because there's something not right there. And we've got to try and resolve that. Okay. So that's one, you know, we do a lot more on that. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But to do all that, we've got all these frameworks and we've got these tools that we follow. And I work with on my clients over a period of sessions, you know, to really understand what what is going on with our core energy. And there's a tool that IPEC have developed called the Energy Leadership Index. And I run this assessment tool with my clients. And it tells me, you know, much more about what is impacting your energy levels, both from a positive and a negative perspective. And when we get to the root to that, what we have here with methodologies, we've got goal setting methodologies that we use. We've got action planning. So it's very much, as I say, for the longer term, but there's many kind of, there's a lot of methodology behind it mm-hmm. that as a coach, I use with my clients to help them go forward. Okay. And and can this also help individuals become true masters of themselves? Like, does it help in self-mastery? Yeah. No, really, really great question. What I love, there are two aspects to core dynamics that is important for me as a coach to, to work with clients. If we think about our life, right, what core dynamics is saying, there are six key influences in our lives. First is spiritual. Then we have the mental, emotional, physical, social, and environmental. They can work for you or they cannot work for you. And they might, if they're not working for you, detract you from what you're trying to do. And again, if I think about, you know, when you're feeling stressed or this lack of engagement, I want to know what, what what's going on. And when we start to dig into these influences with our clients, it's giving them this opportunity to start reflecting and sitting back and thinking about their lives. Now, if you think about leaders today and, and, and generally many of us in the workplace, how often do we get to reflect and sit back? And think about what we're doing. I mean, I don't know if I could pass that to you, Naveen. Do you do you get much opportunity to sit back and reflect on, you know, how your job's going, how your life's yeah. going, and what are the stresses and strains that might be happening? I, I do that quite often, and I uh, do my own strengths and weaknesses uh, analysis quite often, and to see whether I'm progressing as per the plan, and if at all some adjustments have to be done, I make sure that I'm acting on them. And there is a personal me time every day uh, during my morning workout. Uh, all these things uh, keep revolving in my mind. And I do wow. those kind of things. <laughs> Excellent. That's good to hear. No, that is really good. And how do you think that is helping you by doing that? Yeah. See, essentially, uh, we are the master of our own destiny. That is the philosophy which I strongly believe in. And uh, because uh, you know yourself better than anybody else. Right? Yeah. So by doing this uh, self-introspection, it helps me find out, okay, my true behavior, intended behavior, and what is the impact uh, caused by that, and basis which I can clearly understand, okay, where I am lacking or where I am good at, and take uh, appropriate actions. Okay, excellent. That's this is what this is what we're leading to here. So this is this is really good. So this is good. So if I think about, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the influences. Mm. My recommendation to those listening to this podcast, 
The first one I mentioned was spiritual, and I don't mean that from a religious perspective. Yeah, this is about you know everyone understanding you know what is your purpose to what you are doing now. So if we think about career, why are you doing what you're doing, right? How does that align with your beliefs? Then think about your values. Mm. You know, I always ask my clients, tell me your values, mm -hmm. top values, but also tell me on the top values you've got, how often are you getting to live your values? Yeah. And what I find quite interesting is that some clients are not getting a chance to really live the values that are, that are top for them. So when we look into that in much more depth, I then want to understand and think, okay, when you think about your purpose and beliefs and values, how does that relate to your vision? So where are you going in the next six months and year, two years, three years? But then how does that link to your goals? Yeah. And it's very interesting for some clients, they haven't really thought about their vision. They've not thought about the goals that they want to achieve. Mm. When we start to develop that, I then need to understand how committed you are to reaching that. Because mm. what sometimes happens is we've got an initial vision, we've got an initial goal, but when we probe into it, actually we're not that committed. So yeah. if we're not that committed, is that where we should be going or that is that what you should be doing, okay? So these are the kind of things I'm, I'm looking at in the spiritual influencer. And then once we try and understand that, I then want to understand the, the, the kind of mental influencer. So if you think about anything you are doing on any, on any given day, particularly at work, how present are you in what you're doing? Mm -hmm. If you're not that present in what you're doing, why? Why is that the case? And then how does that impact your ability to concentrate? Mm. So if you're not present, you're not concentrating, does that therefore impact your focus? Yeah. If your focus is impacted, then are you really being creative? You know, is there much intuition in what you're – are you able to access your intuition as much? Again, if that is not happening, then typically it sounds like there are energy blocks there, and we need to understand why – and what is going on in that particular area. So again, these are, you know, as we go through the influences, it's fascinating when you ask clients these questions and it helps you go really deep down and see what's going on. Yeah. Now, it could be that spiritual and mental influences are pretty much there, you know what you want to do, but actually the emotional influence is causing a problem. So maybe we've got issues with your needs and desires. Maybe they're not being met. Maybe that's what's impacting your motivation. You know, if we're not emotionally involved or we feel satisfied emotionally, again, that detracts our energy. It can impact our mental influences and our spiritual influences. But then we have the physical influences. Again, you know, it's very interesting over the past couple of years, I'm seeing with clients now, I think the physical influence of some of my clients has been a key aspect this impact and the other influences I've talked about. And what we're talking about here is, are we aware of what our body's telling us? Mm. Are we getting enough sleep? Are we getting enough exercise? Are we drinking maybe too much coffee, too much yeah. caffeine, which is having a negative impact? Are we doing the exercise we need to do? You know, all these things, again, can impact our energy 
and impact other things we're trying to do. So I'm very keen to always dive into the physical influences and make sure they need to be yeah. what it, where is the client. And then the other interesting aspect, again, you could maybe link this to physical. Again, I'm seeing a little a little bit more with you know hybrid working or more people working from home. They're getting less social interaction. And what I've found from clients is that actually when you start to question what they want from social interaction, i.e. being with people, they start to realize that actually not being with people is starting to impact them because they're not getting enough external stimulus from others. Yeah. They may need to ensure that they're socializing with the people they like or you know their work colleagues, whatever it might be, enough times per week or enough hours per week to drive their energy. And it was very interesting during lockdown, you know, one of the things that particularly I saw this in the UK, people would, some, some people were desperate to get up back out and socialize because it was really having an impact on their energy levels. Therefore, it was impl- impacting their mental area, it was impacting their spiritual area. And so it goes on because our energy was quite low down. And then the final aspect is around the environmental, where you work, as an example. Does that, is that right for you? Is it too hot? Is it too cold? We've seen some people, and I've had to do it, you know, if you work from home a lot and you've got young kids, the environment's probably too noisy. And I've had to get an outside office. I know others have had to, because if the environmental influencer wasn't right for me, Mm. it's impacting on my other influencers. So that's a kind of overview, but for me, having that framework yep. gives me so many fantastic questions for clients to really find out what, what is going on. Mm-hmm. And then once we know what's going on, we then look at the core disciplines. So the first part of that, are you fully aware now of what is right for you? Awareness is key. Now you mentioned there that you know, we should know ourselves better than anyone else. And it's great, the amount of reflecting you do and you sit back. But I know there are others that when when I ask them, tell me about yourself, they struggle. Or they tell me what they believe is true, Mm -hmm. but it's not actually the truth. Yeah. Because they've never had this, you know, deep dive or deep reflection of themselves And then once we start to understand who we are and we build that awareness, then we start to accept ourselves. You know, it's about accepting who we are because for us to move forward and for us to do anything, we've got to be happy with who we are. Now, there's much more to this. And, you know, I'm just touching, you know, kind of briefly touching on this. But that is a kind of overview of what core Mm. dynamics is, you know, doing for clients and, and the you know, the, the, the kind of philosophies and frameworks it provides. But, you know, for me, it's that deep dive and it yeah. is just so transformational. Yeah. Absolutely. Trans- yeah. Looks like we have just scratched the surface and there is a lot to learn. And yeah, yeah, we can plan deep dive episodes in future also. And uh, with that, uh, let me move to my next one. <laughs> this is from your coaching experience or expertise in coaching individuals and uh, organizations through various transitions like uh, career changes or uh, organizational changes like can you briefly explain what are the trends that you have noticed during this 
I think one of the interesting things is I'm getting more clients coming to me in relating to career transitions. Now, if you think back to what I was talking about, the spiritual area there, when you start talking to clients about why they want to maybe change career complete, you know, into a new sector, new type of job, or, you know, move to another company, um, it's very much about that their goals have maybe changed, their values have changed. So there's a lot of that going on. I think a lot of people are now looking at, you know, some people will say that the nine to five job for many of us is no longer what we want. What we want is changing. And it's about finding that career that aligns with what it is you want going forward. And that is one of the key things I'm seeing from, from a personal perspective, you know, from a private client perspective. But I think the other thing there with organizations is how do we adapt to this, you know, when we're seeing this changing workforce and what they want. And I think the challenge for a lot of leaders now is that they've got to understand more about what their teams are wanting. You know, how do they want to develop? How do we need to lead them in 2023? Because the more I'm reading and the more I'm experiencing from you know what I'm hearing, we've got to change this. We've got to get to know our teams more. They've got to feel part of what they're actually trying to do. And again, thinking about aligning with their goals and their overall vision going forward. I can I can totally re- relate to some of the aspects that you mentioned here, Alec, in terms of changing values, changing priorities over a period of time. And I still remember uh, one of the exercises or the activities that we have done uh, during my stint with uh, General Electric, which is famous for uh, leadership trainings. And I attended um, foundations of leadership and there we were given a deck of cards, which talks about the priority of a person depending on the life stage. And since I was at the early career, I was ambitious about career and getting a higher salary kind of thing. And whereas people at the mid-career and uh, people with a lot of experience, they wanted to uh, balance their work life. Likewise, uh, our priorities shift over a period of time and I, I can totally relate with that. And this conversation has been going fantastic, but let's uh, it's going fantastic. And let's add some spice to the episode. I'm going to kick off the second rapid fire round with your consent. And again, here also you can answer briefly uh, to some funny questions that I'm going to ask. Okay. Okay. All right. So here comes my first question. If you could have one gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say? Oh, we'd have to we'd have to link to my passion, which is you know I want to partner with you to reach the goals you want or you deserve. That's I think that's what it would say. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving to the uh, next one. What is one thing that people don't know about you? Oh, um, I, I guess it's my side hobby of um, I quite like train. You know, in the UK, the kind of train system and. Just just interested in trains, really, but nothing more than that. But I guess it's a thing no, not many people know about me, but a little kind of part-time, you know, little side hobby. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, can you describe yourself in just one word? Responsible. Responsible. All right. So moving to the next one. What is the weirdest thing that you have ever eaten so far? Oh, uh, is it blood? I, yeah, blood soup. Which I think is called tour. I can't even tour dom or something. It's, it's a basically a Thai soup, uh-huh. um, made with pig's blood and mixed with herbs and spices and awful. It, it was very interesting to eat, but it's certainly the weirdest thing I've eaten. So uh, yeah. 
difficult to imagine and i don't know how it tasted <laughs> <laughs> moving to the next one if you are given an option uh, to choose between invisibility versus super strength which one would you choose and what would you do with that super power oh super strength i think i would pick okay and uh, is there anything specific that you would like to do after acquiring super strength oh retire What would I do with that? Retiring Mallorca, I think. I mean, yeah, that would be some strength to get me to retire to Mallorca, where it's like sunny three hundred days a year. So yeah, that would uh, that would do me. Where I live is a lot. Of, you get a lot of rain most of the time. So uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last one for the rapid fire. What is one electronic gadget or a fantasy gadget that you would like to see or invent yourself? Oh, do you know a PC? I mean, seriously, a PC that actually works and doesn't hang or doesn't crash. It just works. So, a, a version, I guess, a version of Windows that was actually any good. That's what I would say there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a common problem with Windows. So I think you have to move to Mac now, at least. <laughs> oh, I moved from Mac back to Windows, and then Windows is trying to force me to move to Windows 11, and I'm like, no. I think I'll just stay where I am. But uh, yeah, maybe eventually I'll need to move. So, no upgrade. Yeah, uh, interesting. And with that, let's flip back to the mainstream. And what will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers? I think for me, well, key piece of advice: what is your passion, mm-hmm. and therefore go and pursue it. However, adding to that, think about what does that vision of success related to your passion? What is it? And then, what does it mean to make it big? Mm. Would be my one piece of advice because I, I see it. The more we're passionate about something, the higher the chances we do much better. Yeah, uh, truly. I can understand do. your strengths and understand your energy. Do that; <laughs> it makes it even more easier. Super powerful. And uh, before I let you go, maybe you can share uh, how has been your experience being hosted on my show. Oh, it's been fantastic, Naveen. I really appreciate it. No, it's been really good. Thank you very much. And yeah, thank you so much, Alec. And I really appreciate your time and all the insights that you have shared, and a very powerful and actionable insights. And thank you once again. Have a fantastic day ahead. Okay, thank you very much. All right. So, friends, that was our episode with uh, Alec Pearson. And before we move into the trivia section, here is a request to you. In case if you haven't subscribed to us already, please subscribe from that wherever we, wherever you have tuned in from. Also, request you to leave a rating or review on Apple Podcast or Spotify so that we can reach wider audience. And also, if you have loved this episode and found the conversation useful, please share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice. And thank you so much in advance. Now let's hop into the trivia segment. And today's trivia is about executive coaching. and after having a powerful conversation on the core dynamics with alec i thought i would share you two important facts about uh, executive coaching and you know executive coaching uh, emerged as a concept in the 1980s as a distinct discipline within the field of professional coaching and the uh, second fact is that the duration of executive coaching engagements can vary and uh, they may range anywhere from a few months to a year or more depending on the client's needs and objectives and uh, research uh, studies have shown that executive coaching can have a positive impact on individual performance leadership effectiveness and organizational outcomes and in case if you are 
trying to engage one i think uh, alec pearson is the right person so you'll find his uh, linkedin profile link you may connect with him and uh, likewise if you have any tips on how to get better and if you are aware of any frameworks like uh, code dynamics or something else please feel free to share those details with us and uh, that's all for today thank you so much for uh, tuning in folks do not forget to share your topic recommendations and also guest speaker suggestions either through social media or you can email me at the guiding voice for you at gmail.com i'm your host navin samala a fellow professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make the world a better place to live through conversations that matter and conversations that add value to your life and to your career until next time bye bye see you all in the next episode with another wonderful guest take care